at a difficult time like this in our country when the money is not flowing at it used to be it used to flow wrongly a few years back At this time, when everybody is conscious of the fact that, hey, we have limited resources, and yet a lot of people still travel, I believe that if you go to the airport in the evening time, you see the place jammed, packed. It doesn't matter the rate of dollars. Nonetheless, some of us are feeling it. We are feeling the pockets to be fairly empty. Sometimes it's difficult for me to find money in my pocket. I just say to myself, ah, this is actually strange. The austerity measure that actually we are following is something that may make us to sin against God. It is important for us to note that God is still God. And he will not in any way lower his standard when it comes to how his children, you and I, will relate with him. Children of God, we must continue to know that God must be first. In everything we do. Give God first. And not the leftovers. I went to a school. Outside this country. Where if you go to the cafeteria. You know what? When you eat something. And there's leftover which is actually enough to be served again, they can only serve it one, once again. One time. Just once again. If they don't eat it again, the next thing is they throw it out. Some of us don't like leftovers to be served on our tables. Some of us would prefer that if we are not on table and everybody has to dish out his own plate from the bowls put on the table. If you are not there, you want yours taken out first and put in another separate bowl. Why? You believe that it's a leftover when others have eaten. And now you are eating what is in the plate or in the bowl. But when it comes to things of God, guess what? We don't care so much as to what we give him. I know that so many passages in the scriptures, you know, will indicate to us that the way we treat God is by far different from the way we treat human beings who have been somehow elevated to a position of honor. The book of Malachi 
is a special one for that matter. What we cannot give to a governor, we give to God. I thank God so much for something that actually I've seen in the life of somebody. And um, it's not a matter of wanting to praise the person. You know, when you have a currency that is not in any way uh, going to be received, even when you buy petrol, and you bring it to church to give to God, saying that after all, they take it to the bank. Do you know that it's wrong? Why will you present something that is actually not good in the plate, in the offering plate? And rationalizing it that it will be taken to the bank anyway. Why don't you give, take it to the grocery store? Why don't you take it to the bank yourself? And let the bank do whatever ought to be done with it. Why bring it to God to present this to God? And to my fellow people who are not, not very rich like me, may I say this to you? That from the little that you have, if you don't know how to give to God, you will not know how to give to God when you have much And to those who have a lot, I want this to enter your conscience. Are you really faithful to God or you are thinking about the circumstances around you? Ah, I have bills to pay. Ah, I have this to do. Ah, I have this project to finish. I stand here in the name of the Lord God Almighty that I am not looking for your money Anytime I have the opportunity of preaching on giving, I will always say this. Give to God correctly, rightly, and not the leftover. It will not really affect my salary. Because your giving in multiple will not in any way make anybody to sit down to say, let us increase the pastor's salary. But for your own benefit, for your own goodwill, for your own blessings, that is why I'm here to tell you the right thing. The passage that actually caught my attention concerning this purpose is taken from the book of First Kings. First Kings chapter 7 is loaded with things that God can do. In the first place, Elijah being the prophet of God had finished the water. Huh? Is it brook they call it? He drank it dry. Hmm. The food brought by the ravens uh, ceased. He let the heart to move. But guess what? God said, Go to this place, and there I have spoken to a widow. 
Why a widow? Why not the king of that place? Of the governor of that place? God can do that. But I have spoken to a widow who will meet your needs. Children of God, I read something about this particular city, uh, um, Zarephath. That is where the father of Jezebel came from. And who was the troubler of Israel then? Not Hayab. It was Jezebel. And God sent Elijah, the prophet of God, who actually held the rain by his prayer. God held the reins. And for his relief, took him to the land where the father of the troubler of Israel came from. But that's not it. A widow happened to be somebody that people around should look upon with kindness, to show kindness, to show that, hey, uh, you are a widow. You have a child to bring up. Your work is not stable. You are not financially strong. We need to come to you for, to, to, to help you. But God said the man of God should go to her. And of course, according to the reading, guess what? The man of God saw her. Elijah moved by faith, you know. He did not know which widow. No name was given. The city was given. She got to this, he got to the city, saw a woman, and right away, he knew that that was the woman. Please give me some water. No matter how poor you are, I know we can afford huh? pure water. Abby. Huh. The woman was going to get water. Um, please, when you are coming, come with bread too. What would you have said? In your, in your heart of heart, what would you have said? You must be a thief. Huh? You must actually be huh? an armed robber without any gun. Or you will have actually started cursing the person. You, this foolish man. You don't know what the economy says. You don't know that actually everybody is dying because of hunger. You are asking me for water. I want to, to even treat you like a gentleman. And you brought this. Huh? Like how people will say, Unibara. Unbelievable. That is a beggar. It's not coming in to be a thief. In this economy, if anybody should come to you to say, please, I need help. We don't have anything to eat. Not even a grain of gari is not in the house. We don't just say, ah, be warm. Sorry, I'll be praying for you. This woman 
actually said the little that we have is what I want to prepare. I am gathering sticks in order to prepare it for myself and my son. And then after we have eaten, we wait to die. But guess what? Elijah looked upon this woman. Now, God said that I've spoken to a widow. Abby, how come the widow did not respond in a way that, yes, God has spoken to her? God speaks in mysterious ways. Guess what? When Elijah now spoke and said, go and do what I tell you. Go and prepare the cake. Bring it to me first. And then prepare the rest for, your, for yourself and your son. This I say in the name of the Lord. Your bean of flour will not be used. And the jar of oil will not run dry. What did the woman do? She went and did exactly so. Do you know that we've been warned several times concerning tithing? We've been warned concerning times concerning giving. We've been given the blessings of the Lord concerning doing it right. But how many of us can actually say as we're seated that we have always done the right thing? Some people may come and put 10,000 naira in the plate or in the envelope. And we say, wow, they've done well. Why? Because others have been putting in how much? 200 naira, 1,000 naira, and so on and so forth. But the person that actually has put in 10,000 naira probably ought to put in 1 million. And the person that put in 200, if actually you would calculate everything, maybe 100 would be faithful. 100 naira instead of two. But because he has vowed not to come to the Lord with little, but something substantial, something presentable, he came in with that. But what do we do as a church? We look down on the person that put 200 and exalt the one that put in 10,000. It's not so with God. I want to speak to your conscience this morning. Has God blessed you? Has God really blessed you? And are you representing the God that has blessed you well by what you give up? Now I'm talking about money because money huh, can actually become huh, the God of some people more than any, any other thing. Money. Can you show kindness to strangers? Can you show kindness to poor people? Can you show kindness to somebody who is dead hungry even at a time like this? Nigeria is still blessed. 
And I pray that by the grace of God, that which Timothy Joshua said concerning Nigeria will never, never come true. Ah, you didn't say amen. No, 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 no. I believe that what I'm saying now is touching your heart. I believe it. He said that Nigeria has not seen anything yet because poverty will actually strike in Nigeria that there will be famine. That's the Metropolitan Joshua's um, prediction. God says to me, Nigeria will rise again. But then, guess what? In order for you to continue to be a blessing, you need to do things right. Put God first. Not yourself. Not your condition. Not the circumstances around you. God first. And when you do that, you see the goodness of the Lord. Let me talk about four areas of God's promises quickly. Number one, God provides for the necessities of his servants. God Almighty provides for the necessities of his servants. Not only pastors. Not only pastors. Those who trust in him, who actually want to be God's own servants. By doing the the will of God. God provides for them. He said that uh, in the prayers that Jesus Christ told us to offer to God, give us this day our daily bread. But a lot of us want to save for the bread of 10 years to come. Who told you that you'll see 10 years to come? Live each day and forget about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. God will always take care. Elijah, one will say, prayed concerning the rain to, to be stopped. And is the one the Lord is taking care of by sending him to where he will find help. But not only that, by God himself providing for his food. God will take care of you. Secondly, God uses what men will despise. God uses people that we despise. Those that we think are nothing. Remember the story of the uh, widow, of, of the woman with two, two mites who actually gave everything. And the Lord said, she has given more than every other person. God sees the way he sees different from how we see things. And he can send you help from the person that actually you look down upon as if this is someone that actually I cannot in any way receive anything from. God is more than able in order that you will shame even the rich or the wise or the noble. That is God for you. 
And so, no matter your condition, don't ever say, God cannot use me. God can use you in multiple ways to be a blessing to many people. Then, the Lord God Almighty is able to reveal his step to us. His way to us, step by step. Step by step. In the sense that when you are confused or you don't know how to turn around in order to find help, the Lord directs. He told Elijah, go to this city. I have told a woman, I have told a widow as to taking care of you. And the Lord guided him step by step. Don't worry about anything. My dear brothers and sisters, fathers and mothers, don't worry about anything. You said, don't worry. When actually the finances are going down, my bank account is showing that I'll be in trouble very soon. Don't worry. The Lord God Almighty actually knows about it. And then the last one that I want to say before I now give you some passages by the grace of God is that God rewards the generous acts in ways we cannot measure. The reward of trustful and obedient faith is enormous. If this woman had actually refused to be used by God, guess what? Truly what she proposed in her heart that after eating this meal will now die will have happened. But because she believed the man of God, she believed in what he has said. She did what the man of God said. Now, she should have actually believed that this is truly a man of God because what he said concerning the bean of flour and the jar of oil came through. But guess what? It was when calamities struck and the man of God did something about it. Why? Because indeed, the reward of the faithful, the reward of obedient people would surely be given to them. That child died. I love the way the, uh, the, 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 the Bible, uh, you know, my, my, my own version puts it. Until there was no breath left in him. I was whispering to uh, Reverend Oyegu. I said, they should have said, the boy died. But until there was no breath left in him. The boy came back. Why? Because of faithfulness. Obedience. I want to say this to you. Please, I beg you, in the name of the Lord, every, ever trust in the Lord, and you'll see that it shall be well with you. Continue to trust in the Lord. Now, the Bible says to us that, that is in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 32, if the Lord God Almighty did not spare his only son, but gave him up to us, what else would, will he withhold? Do you believe that? Do you believe that? The Bible says, present yourselves, your bodies, as a living sacrifice. Do you believe it? Have you ever done it? The Bible tells me that we need to love the Lord our God with what? With all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. Are you doing it? 
If the Lord says that you should go for evangelism and you say, oh, today I need to rest. Are you obedient? Yesterday I saw something that actually was totally strange. And I had to mention it at that sitting, at that, you know, um, assembly. We were to go for evangelism. And for the first time, I saw that men were more than women. That's never happened. What happened to our mothers? What happened to my dear sisters yesterday? They were tired. And there in the calendar, it says evangelism outreach. And the theme for the year is what? Okay, deliberate witnessing. But you deliberately huh, retired. So many things that we do that we fail to show our obedience. It is not only in giving of our money, in giving of our time, in giving of our intelligence, in giving of everything that God has given to us. For you are God's properties. We all are. To end this particular passage, I want my, my brother there to please put on Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. I know the time is gone. You see what that passage says? Though the fig tree be not blossom, no fruit be found be on the, on, the, on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail. And the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. And he will make me to walk my high heels. Amen. Can you actually make that your aim? No matter the condition, I will serve the Lord. Give him the right thing and not the leftovers. May God help us to do so in Jesus' name. Shall we bow our heads in prayer?